This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this... Let's go over the ground rules. Pelican Brewing presents The Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit with the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague is brought to you by Pelican Brewing, born at the beach. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Tuesday, brought to you on the fan by Pelican Brewing Company, born at the beach online at pelicanbrewing.com. And there is a lot going on in the world of college football. What a weekend! A college football, and, and arguably the best playoff day we've ever seen. The back-to-back games were amazing. The Pac-12 are all excited about what's to come. Joining us now is our good friend Josh Pate of the Late Kick Live, the Late Kick Podcast, at Late Kick Josh on Twitter. We'll give him a follow. Uh, you were down in, in uh, I believe, in Atlanta this weekend, Josh. I mean, just what was that one like? That was, that was maybe the best playoff game we've ever seen. I didn't think Ohio State had a chance in hell of competing with Georgia. There they were with an opportunity on a last-second field goal to win it. What did you make of that playoff game, and what was what were the vibes? like in, in the ATL well it was very unplayoff like uh, for someone who's been to a lot of these things normally you get that kind of corporatized feel not as bad as the Super Bowl mind you but it's a little bit more distilled I guess when you get in these neutral site venues and the ticket prices go up but this Ohio State Georgia game and I was saying it in the second quarter I was saying it at halftime and then we saw how the game ended it felt like a genuine Week five on campus, middle of the afternoon college football thriller. Uh, The ending speaks for itself. But I also, you know, I thought going in, a lot was being made of how Georgia was going to physically own Ohio State. I never thought that. I I picked them to win the game very close, which is what happened. But I never thought that there was this great big physical mismatch. Mm -hmm. I did not think Michigan overmatched Ohio State physically. I thought they won the game in a different way they had the year before, and that got overblown a little bit, and it warped expectation of how inferior Ohio State was going to be in that game. Athletically, they go shot for shot with Georgia. Uh, Some position groups, they are way better than Georgia, and one of them's receiver, and that's exactly why they were able to hang in the game. Uh, But at the same time, if you can take a team's fastball like Georgia did, and you still find a way, somehow some way to win the game, uh, that's a testament to your medal. That's a testament to your character as a championship program. And now we have a near two-touchdown spread in a national championship game, which is amazing to me, but that's where we are. Yeah. And I'll be taking all those points. I'll take TCU to try to cover. That's a tough <laughs> team out there. Uh, you know, Josh, I'll, I'll ask you about a non-playoff game here. USC loses their lead to Tulane yesterday, and 
Look, there's no refuting what Lincoln means to a quarterback, what he means to offense. The guy clearly can can win. We saw him win at Oklahoma, get to the playoff a couple times, obviously turning USC into what this is. There is a part of me, Josh, as much as I love Lincoln Riley, I loved the move by USC to get him. There's kind of a, I need to see you do this at some point, and defense matters. Like, Lincoln is phenomenal, and yet doesn't seem to care about that side of the ball. Where are you at on Lincoln Riley right now, given what we've seen in the bigger games that they've played, whether at Oklahoma or USC, and just kind of where his defenses traditionally are? So traditionally, you're right. And I can't promise you that he's made the required decisions to change that. I don't know that. But let's just theoretically say he's realized everything that you and I are talking about now, and he realized it in the latter stages of his Oklahoma tenure. Then he gets the USC job. And so he's been there a, a, about a year, a little, a little over a year now. My point is, even if he knew all that and was fully committed to it, there's only so much he could have done in year one defensively there. The ultimate test of that will be, all right, are there any staff shakeups after this? Uh, are, are there any roster moves? How do they continue to incorporate and develop the skill they're bringing in and over time we'll find out now the worst case would be nothing changes because yesterday and not the first time we've seen it you're scoring in the mid 40s but yet special teams it makes a crippling mistake late and then defense lets them down pretty much all afternoon and two-thirds of the phases of the game there are letting you down in a way that really keeps you from achieving at a high level with what is a dynamite offensive product. And it's, it's the reason that we call this game a complimentary game. And sometimes that gets lost on folks. Now, again, he's in a position where he can recruit the level of athlete defensively they need. Can they develop it? Can they scheme it? I think that's the question moving forward. But I, I don't think he's ignorant to it. It's just are the necessary changes being made? That's a more long-term question. Yeah, we're talking with our good friend Josh Pate about all everything going on in college football at Lake Kick Josh on Twitter, the host of Lake Kick Live and the Lake Kick Podcast. Uh, and you are Pac-12 Pate, so let's continue on this this line of questioning. So, <laughs> well, we were just talking about Big Ten team. Uh, well, t- well, not yet. Okay, <laughs> that, I mean that kind of leads into the question. But uh, we get you know Oregon State lands DJ Uyunglele. Beaver fans are fired up. This is the most excited they've been in in a generation. Oregon's getting Bo Nix back. He has a chance to be a Heisman final this next year. Washington's getting Michael Penix back. He probably should have been a Heisman finalist this year. We mentioned USC, Caleb Williams, the Heisman Trophy winner coming back next year. And that's not even bringing up Utah, who's now gone to back-to-back Rose Bowls and loss in heartbreaking fashion yesterday. You know, It's a double-edged sword because we're excited, but it's also the last year that this is going to exist. So it's, a, it's kind of a weird feeling, but how amped up is Pac-12 Pate for the 2023 slate next year? Considerably. Considerably amped up. And that stat that was floating around about how conference hasn't been to the playoff in six years, their teams are one in seven in the last eight New Year's six appearances. It hurts. It hurts all of us. Uh, But we can't wear it like a chain around our ankle. we got to break free eventually. And the way you break free is good quarterbacks coming back, check. Uh, we got good coaches in the conference, check. Now here's what you need to look for. So the decision with USC and UCLA notwithstanding, I think the Big 12 is giving you a pretty good indicator that you don't have to, you don't have to be bogged down by a couple of your big brands leaving because Texas and OU are on their way out the door. And TCU said, who cares? We're just going to win the conference or well, we're going to play for the conference title and go to the playoff and make it to the title game anyway. 
the Big 12 has not suffered an iota, as Meemaw would say, from two of their big brands leaving. Uh, they've actually picked up the slack. This is one of the better years of Big 12 football we've seen in decades. And so I would say the same thing about the Pac-12. You can either choose to get caught up on who's leaving, or you can choose to focus on how much more oxygen that leaves in the room for you. And when you've got good coaches, which they do out there, and you've got really opportunistic programs in a good position roster-wise, by the way, uh, crazy things can happen. And no one's ever going to sit here and tell me something can't happen anymore after what we're sitting here watching TCU do right now. <laughs> uh, Josh, I, I, I don't – I just a little uncomfortable and a little awkward. I don't – I'll let you do it. I, you want to tell my co-host that you're picking Oregon State to win the conference next year? I don't know if he's ready for that. It's emotionally been difficult for him. You know, Oregon State beat Oregon in the, the Civil War football game. And, they win one, and they think they're big time. Well, we're a DJ away from being undefeated this year and probably winning the chip. But, uh, no, who, who would who would your pick be? I, I, I know this is the all-too-early, what are we doing predictions right now for because we still have another signing day. There could be more transfers in the portal. But let's just have fun with this. It's going to be a big year of Pac-12 football next year. If I was to ask you, Josh, who would you pick if you had to lay a couple bucks on a team to win the conference next year? Who would you pick? I think the Bo Nix retention is one of the biggest roster moves in America. And I'm talking about recruiting, period. I'm talking about um, transfer portal, period, anything. I guess I shouldn't have put periods in there if there's multiple. But I think uh, Oregon would be my very, very slight preseason lean. And we just said those words verbally, but I want you to know those are written in pencil because I have the right to erase them at any moment. But think about the Bo Nix return. Uh, there, there's a big discrepancy right now in college circles versus NFL mock draft circles. The mock draft community, first off, they don't watch any games. They just watch highlights. And they would tell you Bo Nix has nothing else to prove. He should have come out. He can't increase his value. People who actually watch the games would tell you, no, there's still a little of that Auburn stench on him, even after a year at Oregon, a dynamite year at Oregon. He does have a lot that he can still use to improve his draft stock. And I'm sure they feel like they have some unfinished business up there in Eugene. So I'm going to slightly lean Oregon. Now you can tell me if I'm right or I'm wrong. Well, you just forgot to add state at the end of the Oregon part. But, you know, other than that, I think you nailed everything. <laughs> Let me ask you on, on that, though, Josh. I mean, it, you know, we, we saw, and I think you're in the Northwest, we're a little biased because we saw Bo come from Auburn. Every Oregon fan said, oh, God, no way this is going to work. And obviously it worked. Penix comes from Washington. Go back and hear our takes on it from August. It's like this is your starting quarterback, a guy that kind of, you know, didn't do a ton at Indiana, couldn't stay healthy, really. And both of those were dream scenarios. Where are you at on DJ to Oregon State? Because it feels like everything in place for them to win it's a great roster it's a great coach the stadium's going to be done like so much anticipation but it's also a kid that he struggled mightily at clemson and that's not like a bottom of the barrel program there's a lot of talent around him there and i would argue a weak conference just what do you make a dj and and the expectations for him going into next season well here's the thing everyone notices everyone notices the kids struggle because he's the one who has to play what you can't know is how much his surroundings may have contributed to that and for all the quote-unquote talent Clemson has, they're not loaded at receiver. They haven't been for a while. Uh, they've got one of the more inexperienced offensive coaching staffs in the major power five in college football now, and that's by choice. That didn't fall on them. They had guys leave, and Dabo Swinney chose to promote from within. They had a guy calling plays this year who's never done it before. I thought they put themselves behind the eight ball there. Uh, anyway, I'm saying that to say – it wouldn't be the first time in history if it were to happen that we see a guy who we think is the problem move on and then he flourishes elsewhere 
and you look in the rearview mirror and that program's still the one struggling and you realize, wait a second, maybe it wasn't so much the player, maybe it was the surroundings. That's one way this could go. I think regardless of how it goes, this is a better situation for DJ because it's an offense more conducive to his particular skill set. They don't throw the ball all over the place every other down in Corvallis quite the way that they tried to do at Clemson. And as a result, I think it's a more complimentary system. I think he fits in the system better. I think he'll be more comfortable there. And it's a fresh start. Fresh starts are worth their weight in gold sometimes. Plus, I don't doubt the coaching staff that he's going to have working with him there. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. Last one for you, Josh. You know, looking at the weekend we just had, quickly as you can because we're against it, but how enjoy We've debated so much about the sport and NIL and the portal and the playoff and all these outside noises. How great was it just to watch two amazing games on Saturday in an era where there's been a lot of blowouts? And then what do you think happens on, what is it, Mon- uh, you know, week from y- uh, yesterday, Monday night in the national title game? It was just great to – here's how I chose to do it. I chose to completely forget caring about what anyone else thought about my sport (laughs) on that day. I just enjoyed it for myself and didn't care about ramifications, didn't care about implications. I just saw two great games, and that's what I signed up for. As for next week, tough but not impossible, but it is a very tall task. I don't think George is going to leave you the window that Michigan left TCU. So if you beat them, you're going to have to actually beat them. Yeah. Well, and imagine if Tulane would have beat USC in an expanded playoff there, Josh. I think you'd be happy about that, too. <laughs> no, don't go there. Don't go there. Come on. We built up all this good energy. Take, take my silence as protest. <laughs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 